Well, good morning, Fellowship Nashville. It's good to be here. I only feel about half here. I think the other half of me is somewhere between over the Atlantic Ocean between here and Albania. We were, uh, me and uh, eight others of us were in Albania yesterday morning. And so after a 20-hour trip back and um, a short night's sleep, we are, are happy to be here. Uh, but if we say something silly, um, please just give us grace and uh, chalk it up to the jet lag. I want to thank the Diblers uh, for being here and helping to lead worship as Brett is um, also on a mission trip in Slovenia right now. Uh, but this morning, is, is we're going to take a little bit of a break from our, first, our sermon series through the book of 1 Peter and just share with you about what God did through our uh, trip to Albania. This is our first trip, mission trip um, that we've taken as um, an independent church plant. We, our last mission trip, we were still a campus uh, fellowship Bible church in Brentwood. Uh, this was our first mission trip as an independent congregation. And so um, we, we had planned to take this trip back in 2020, but you all know what happened then. And so we have been so looking forward to visiting our global partners, Gadis and Shelly. I'm going to put a picture of them up here on the screen. Uh, Gadis and Shelly Menko uh, serve with crew. Um, in, they work with high schoolers, college students, young adults in the town of Albasan, Albania, uh, making disciples of, of Albanian youth and then training them to make other disciples. Um, some of you may be asking now, where on earth is Albania? Um, and that's okay. Uh, my geography teacher failed me as well. Um, but Albania is in the Balkans, uh, so just to the northwest uh, of Greece, um, south of Montenegro, Kosovo, uh, to the uh, west of North Macedonia, a uh, tiny little country there. And it's, um, just to show you, I want to show you another map here of where we went. We landed in Tirana, the capital city, and then we drove to Elbasan. That's the town where Gadis and Shelley do the majority of their ministry. Um, crew headquarters, headquarters is in Tirana, where we had our team training, but then we traveled to Elbasan about an hour trip uh, by car, um, and uh, stayed there the first night. And then we traveled to Pogradets. Um, which is at the south end of about a 20-mile-long lake, 10-mile-wide, um, 20-mile-long lake, Lake Ohrid, which is a beautiful place. Um, and we ran a camp for young adults and high schoolers um, and a few junior hires uh, there at uh, Pogradex, um, Albania, this week. Now, Albania is one of the uh, earliest places that received the gospel. Uh, the Apostle Paul mentions Albania in his letter to the Romans. It's not called Albania. Um, it's called Illyricum. Um, go ahead and put that verse up. Um, Romans chapter 15, verses 18 through 19. Paul is talking about how he has, has finished his course. He's, he's preached the gospel all the way uh, from Jerusalem to Illyricum. Illyricum was the ancient name for Albania. In fact, there's a road that goes through Elbasan um, that leads to Rome, and tradition states Paul walked on that road. And so the Albanians are very proud that, yes, the Apostle Paul was here and preached the gospel to us before, he preached, before he, the gospel came to you Americans. But um, what's interesting is that Albania has had a, a, a difficult history as a country. In uh, the 1940s, um, Com uh, Italy um, took over. Um, as part of the of Germany and the Axis powers um, expanding their territory. And um, a communist regime got put into place there in Albania from the early 1940s all the way through the early 1990s. So 50 years of a very staunch 
communism. The communist regime was perhaps the harshest one in all of Eastern Europe during that time. And um, it was a regime that, that successfully erased any form of religious expression, tore down churches, tore down mosques. Any, any type of religion was, was a no-no. You could not worship, um, well, it's not possible not to worship anything, but the communists thought it was. Um, <laughs> you'll worship something, it just won't be God. Um, but they, they tried to erase every form of religious expression. And so by the early 1990s, Albania emerged from communism as perhaps the most, a- most atheistic nation in the world. Um, when uh, communism fell, the gospel started pouring in. One of the ways that, that it happened was through crew. It's an international disciple-making ministry. And, and crew came in with something called the Jesus Film Project. And the Jesus Film Project was done in nations all over the earth, um, this film about Jesus and his life was translated into all these different languages. Well, Albanian was one of the languages it was translated in. And they took the Jesus film to every village throughout Albania. Um, we got to sit with the president of Crew, who was in his 20s at that time. And he was one of the ones who rode on a helicopter, was dropped in the middle of nowhere, because there, there were donkey paths to these villages, but nothing else, um, dropped in the middle of nowhere. Um, imagine the commotion that would cause when a helicopter comes, drops people down, and then leaves. Um, they got an audience and showed them that Jesus filmed, and the helicopter would come a couple days later and pick them back up. But that happened throughout all of Albania in the, in the mid-90s. And so the gospel came flooding back in, largely through the influence of crew, um, the, the organization which our global partners, Gadis and Celi, now serve with. Uh, now we're starting to see some second-generation Christians in, in the country, but Christianity is still a very, very small um, uh, portion of, of the, the demographics there. Um, we want to take this morning, just share with you a little bit about what God did um, through our team and in us as well as we visited our global partners in Albania. So I've invited um, each member of the team to come up one by one and share. I, I chose them to choose one or two pictures from our trip. Somebody, some, some snuck in three, but um, one, a couple pictures from our trip to talk about, to give you just a glimpse, since the pictures are worth a thousand words, to give you a glimpse of the ministry there. And I, my hope and my prayer is that your hearts will be as encouraged and as full as ours are coming back from this trip, but that you'll be a little bit better rested having slept more than us. So, Wes, why don't you go ahead and come and start us. Because of the tiredness, I've got notes. Um, And I was talking to Levi just a second ago, and it's going to be hard for all of us to get through this without getting emotional. Oh, boy, sorry. I'm already starting. Um, But... The, the verse that comes to mind for me that encompasses this whole trip is Romans 1.16 um, that says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. And to me, this team encompassed that verse more than I have seen in a long time. And the first thing I want to do is thank the church this body right here of believers um, who, loves, who loved us, who prayed for us through this whole thing. Lee, thank you for your messages while we were there in country. That was awesome. Um, and who supported us so in, in, 
your, your love and your prayers and also your financial support that made this happen. Um, it was truly an amazing trip for everybody on this, on this journey. And I'm going to try not to talk too much so we can leave everybody else, because there's a million stories that we could tell even beyond tonight or today. Sorry, see? I already got the words wrong. Um, also, Gadice and Chelly are watching us right now, uh, or they'll get the delayed version of the service today. And um, they're watching it with little Nathaniel, who they call Nani. Um, and uh, I just want to give them a special thank you. for their um, undying passion for serving these students daily across their region of Albania and for their insane ability <laughs> to coordinate with not just us, but all of the churches um, that uh, come to Albania from America with the purpose of bringing young people to the Lord. And the work that they do it's easy for us to, to sit back and see them at work and pictures and such, but when you really think about it, how they have to constantly coordinate American groups way ahead of time with all the millions of questions that we have about what's going to happen, and those same questions are being asked by every group that's coming, and they're doing that over and over and over again, and then putting on these camps, and these kids are coming from all over. And we are watching people come to Christ through those camps, and the work they do... It's amazing. Um, as Mark mentioned, Yuli Dolci, who is the president of crew for the country, um, we got to spend some time with him, and he and, I, he and I are the same age. So all I could do is sit back and listen to his stories and parallel my life with him and thinking where I was when I was 20 years old and what I was doing, what my desires were, and looking at him still sitting in communism, then coming out of communism, coming to Christ through crew, and then landing in these villages day after day after day after day. Over 2,000 villages saw the Jesus film. Praise God. And then finally to our slides. Sorry. <laughs> um, the one, the other verses, uh, the other verse that I always love, and, and this is a verse that I, I use all the time, but um, a, a passage is Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. And it's let us consider how to spur one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but to encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day, the day being the return of Jesus drawing near. And I got to say, God's provision for this trip and his selection of the participants in this group, Lord, that includes you. We are sorry you missed it, but we, we know that God was, had his hand in that. And everybody that was participating in this and prepped for this trip and went on it, it was God's provision and his divine selection. This literally, this is a sixth time to Albania, and this was the best group I have ever worked with. And um, everyone on this team expended every ounce of energy, even Isaac. <laughs> You did, <laughs> but he did. He tried hard, but he did finally expend that last bit of energy. Um, from the moment the kids started arriving to the time the last church clap group dance was played out, <laughs> which that was my first time to do that, and that was amazing. Um, so this picture to me reflects the unity that this team has, and they had throughout the whole trip. Um, and the deep friendships that were formed between us and that just grew deeper as the days went on.
And the beauty of the relationships built with the students there by this team and the richness of the connections made with not only the students, but with the crew, staff, and volunteers was special and made us all confirm that the church is truly a big C, is the big C. We are part of that big C. We're a small C, but we're a part of that big C across the world with our brothers and sisters engaged in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's a pretty cool group. And that was, where was that? Nashville. That was Nashville. So that was the day we were leaving. And then we went back to the exact same gate on the way back. Um, the next picture is, the next picture is kind of fun. This is, this is uh, American Night. They went nuts over American Night. And I have to give special props to Emma for organizing the whole thing. She was amazing. I told Emma, I told Emma after the second night that we were doing a debrief, I said, Emma, I said, I think I've heard more words from you tonight, this week than I have in the last four years. I said, it's amazing. She really just came, I mean, was just, was so engaged. But these guys right here were two of the, the crew volunteers, and everybody's just grabbing all of the American stuff and putting it on and dancing and we were having so much fun. And to me, this just embodies the deep love and appreciation that the Albanians have for America and the partnership that is ever growing between crew and the various churches across America. And then the final picture that I have up there, we were on the beach and we, uh, Rachel had provided three um, ring toss slash um, horseshoe sets that were really for the beach, which worked out great. Um, and we were all playing and stuff with the kids and then one of these guys kind of snuck in out of nowhere. We didn't know who he was. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, three or four friends joined in, and we're all doing the ring toss. Levi and I were just going nuts with this, having a good time with the guys. And I said, Giddies, we can't make this stop. We've got to keep this going. And I said, can we take them to coffee? And he's like, yeah. So in Albanian, he was able to say, okay, you want to come to coffee? And they're like, why? And he goes, because you won. So we're going to pay you for, we're going to pay you, buy, your, buy your coffee. So we went over, and you can see all the cigarettes hanging around the table and lit up. And No, I didn't, and Gideon didn't, but it was like fun to sit there and learn about these guys. They were all friends from a village that they'd grown up in together. They were going to Greece uh, the next week to spend three months learning uh, to, to, to work in a farm so they could make more money. Um, and just getting to know and then being able to share the testimony of why we were there as Americans and what we were doing in that camp and share the love of Jesus with them. It was really, really cool. Um, and so it was just, and I've got actually Facebook friends now with two of them. So I was really excited for that. So um, I'm going to stop talking now so we can get the rest of the group up here. But I just want to tell you, this was an amazing trip, and I know you'll hear lots more stories from everybody as we go forward. So Dania, you want to come? Hello, everybody. I'll wait for our pictures. There we go. Um, so I'll kind of go first. These two girls, um, it, her, the one in the red top is named Gita, and the one in the Old Navy shirt, she is Anji. Um, and I just wanted to share really quick their story. Um, they First, Gita came the first day. Uh, we were both wearing bucket hats, and that's how we made like a connection. She was like, oh, we definitely did not speak the same language at all. Um, and then the next day, we both wore overalls. And so we just bonded the whole time over that. Um, but with that short little bonding, we deep, got to know their story a lot deeper. Um, so Gita and Angie are really good friends from the same uh, village in Albania. 
Um, Anji specifically um, comes from a Muslim family um, and has to work on the farm every day. Um, has a pretty uh, tough life as far as that. Like her family is very strict and regimented. Um, whereas Gita was a little bit more outgoing and um, kind of brought out the the best sides of Anji. So. Um, as we got to know them better, um, we were just learning their stories, and Gita had heard the gospel before and called herself a Christian, um, but I couldn't really get more out of her about it. The language barrier definitely um, was an issue, but um, while I, I finally was able to invite her out to talk more with a translator, and she told me she had heard the gospel before and accepted Jesus, but did not have a church that she could get to to um, learn more about what that meant and how to be a disciple and spread the word and um, all that. And so she was just desperate for somebody to teach her. Um, and it made me really um, sad to know that, that she had this desire. Um, and while I sit now back in Nashville where I have a church that I can just walk to um, anytime I want if I really wanted to, because they're just on every corner, um, that she would have to, she, she can't drive. Their family probably doesn't have a car. Um, the only way she got to this camp was because she happened to have some family members that really wanted her to, to grow and learn. And they drove in and out of the village like an hour each day to bring them. Um, and we were able to connect over coffee and get her some resources that they're, that now she's going to be able to learn and grow in. Um, and it's going to be through crew. And so it was just me really meaningful to me that uh, the Lord used our bucket hat and overall connection to um, then connect and uh, bring the gospel a little bit closer to her. Um, and she also is going to bring Angie alongside her with that. So just wanted to share those two. And then the next picture is just one. I have to give photo creds to Mark. He made sure to say that. Um, <laughs> no, but this was, I think, the third or fourth day they were, we were there. Um, and we had all, it had been beautiful and hot the whole time, and then all of a sudden a storm came, we were on the coast, and then this beautiful, we just had lunch or dinner, and this beautiful rainbow, double rainbow actually, um, came, and we were able to get a panorama of it, and it just reminded me of the Lord's promise to us, um, especially on this trip. Um, I'd been on previous mission trips where, and what I think of as a mission trip here in America at least, of like, I need to be doing something as in like building houses or um, bringing water to remote villages or, I don't know, just having something tangible to build and um, say I did. Um, whereas this trip was more like having fun with kids and, and the main goal was to share the gospel. Um, and the Lord really, um, through all my American, like, oh, I don't feel like I'm doing enough because I'm not actually tangibly building something. But he reminded me that he is building his kingdom and he was using us to do that. Um, so I just wanted to share that picture. Okay, so Dania failed to mention that we almost got struck by lightning. Uh, me, you, Emma, and Rachel, so we are now Thunder Buddies for life. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have another slide. Next one, maybe. Oh, yeah, there it is. Okay, so these are three brothers. Uh, little Micah, who, no, he has not drinking, uh, drank, drunk uh, Jack Daniels yet. I did ask because I was very concerned. Um, Jonathan in the red shirt. Uh, I met them on the first day, but David is their older brother, and he was in our group on day three, and I was very impressed with him from the very beginning. He's a sports guy like me, where my sports guy's at. Uh, we played, uh, played street soccer together, basketball. Uh, I was just very impressed, because when he was in uh, our discussion questions, not only was he very active, he was a pastor's kid, so maybe not as impressive, but he was so active um, but he even helped us translate 
uh, when our translator was away. So I was really thankful for that. He also definitely saved our butts one time. Uh, we may have accidentally did a heresy once for the, uh, the Trinity, and he was like, hey, can we clarify? And I was like, oh, thank you, David. <laughs> yeah. So in short, I love David. So one day at lunch, I asked him, just what is it like to be a Christian in Albania? And uh, Mark had touched on this before, but the first thing you need to know is there's just not a lot of Albanian Christians. Um, it's tough. Even in the big cities, there's just not a lot. But the problem with David is um, he's in a very small village. He goes to church with about 20 people. There's no one really his age, and it's just, that's tough. Um, they're very solid uh, spiritually, but a community is just so important. I just want to stress the importance of this ministry that Giddy Sincelli are doing with crew. Hi, Giddy Sincelli. Also, if you're hearing this, uh, will you please email me how to pronounce their last names? I did not want to butcher it uh, on live TV. Um, yeah. I, I just wanted to tell him that he, he inspired me. Uh, it's, it's tough to be a Christian in Albania, especially not having a big community like we have at FSM. Um, yeah, and it was just nice to meet uh, a brother from Albania. Uh, next slide, please. So I'm cutting this one from time for time. So if any of you guys want to talk to me about this one, that's a pretty funny story. But I'm going to save some time for stories and tears. You are welcome, Levi. Hey, y'all. Bobby. Great to see you. <laughs> um, so you've heard a lot of really great stories and, man, just more that we could talk about. One of the things that I found interesting about Albania, uh, though it's come out of communism, it's now primarily Muslim country. And when you think about that in your mind, you might think of a Middle Eastern country, but to my surprise, it's very different. Um, about You could say you know, majority Muslim, but like many cases here in the U.S. with Christianity, um, many are more culturally Muslim, so when you go to Albania, it feels very much like just another Mediterranean European country. Um, so we were expecting to work with a number of Muslim students at our camp, and to our surprise, um, many of them were believers, uh, which was cool. Um, not all of them were, but uh, and one of, yeah, and, and so, um, as Bennett mentioned earlier, um, one, of, one, of the, uh, one of the guys I got to work with a lot was the brother of David and Micah. His name's Jonathan, and you would think that would start with a J, but it doesn't. It starts with an X. Um, so that gives you an idea of the complexity of the Albanian language. Um, so... Jonathan is a believer, and he's about 15, and he just has leadership written all over him. I remember one, one day during lunch, we got into a conversation about Albanian politics, something they love to talk about is politics, believe it or not. So we had a, a number of funny stories of just different instances there, um, but really passionate about his country um, and a really deep thinker, too. So multiple times... We just got to chat about what it means to be a Christian and questions he wrestled with. Uh, one of his um, major struggles he was dealing with at the moment was when he, would, he went, when he would be ready to be baptized. You know, he, he was a believer, but he just didn't really know if he was worthy enough to be baptized. And so um, during our time, 
Uh, each day we would go to the beach, which is awesome. Man, if you ever get to go to Albania, it's a beautiful country. I mean, even just to go and, and vacation there, it's worthwhile. But we had our coffees. Um, and so that's me on the right with uh, Greg, who is uh, one of my co-leaders for our small group from Colorado. We partnered with a church from Colorado while we were there, which is really unique. And then there's Jonathan in the middle. Um, and so just had to have a, a lot of great conversations with him. Uh, as Bennett mentioned earlier, they live in a very isolated village. Um, he even actually told me at one point during the week, he was like, hey, you know, looking around at the students um, that you're working with, that's really about it as far as, as Christians here um, in this part of Albania. Um, and Gadis actually told me later, he was like, you know, uh, like Jonathan and Micah and, and David, they really don't get that many opportunities to talk with other Christians, especially Christians who can bring an outside perspective like you guys from America. Um, so he was really grateful for that. One of the things that Jonathan told me, um, actually two things, um, that I, I found you know, really encouraging. One, he said, hey, I've had a, a really wonderful time. You, know, you guys came all the way over here to serve us, and it's meant so much that you guys would come out and spend your time with us. And it's really a privilege uh, to get to hear from you. And I told him, hey, it's a privilege to work with you as well. And, and, and so, but also he said, this week, and, and he comes from a church, which is really interesting. He, he said, this week I've learned more about my faith and my walk with the Lord than I have in my previous 15 years of life, which I thought was pretty wild. Um, but he also told me too, which I found this to be encouraging, he said, I've made a lot of great connections with other Christians uh, here in Pogradets. And he, he had expressed the desire to want to continue to walk with them as friends in the future, which is something we were praying for um, because, again, he doesn't know a lot of believers. Um, and he also said at the end, he said, hey, when you leave, remember us. Um, please be in prayer for us, um, just as Albanian Christians. So I encourage you guys to be praying for Jonathan uh, and all believers in Albania. Thanks. Hello. Oh, I'm, you can do podium. Podiums make me nervous. I'm so short. Hello. Um, I'm Rachel. And uh, if we have photos or don't have photos, it's fine. One of my... Uh, um, all expectations of the trip totally crushed, like going into it. Um, and one of my things beforehand and when I got there is I was like, okay, everything is for the kids, like FTK, everything is for the kids. Um, and the first couple days, like the first two days, I was really having, I was struggling to connect with some of the kids. Like I could have good convos with them, but they just weren't super engaged. And my best convos were with the translators and like the crew staff. Um, which in my like silly American brain was like, I am getting a bad grade in mission work. Um, I, <laughs> I am getting this wrong because I should be like, it's for the kids. Um, and that's what this picture is. This is mostly translators. The girl around me is Brakana, who was in our group, who was amazing. Um, but something that I was thinking about for the trip and in general is like, they, they are there year round. Like we are there for a week and we can provide a lot of blessing. Um, but we were also there to pour into the staff, to pour into the translators, to pour into the discipleship students. Um, Chelly, I had amazing conversations with. It's the, the wife. 
And like they are there year round. Like I am not the hero of this story. God is the hero of the story, and He's going to use me to help the people who are there permanently. Um, it's not a thing about me. But I did have my next slide. I did have one student. <laughs> this is one of Wes's favorite stories. Um, there's a girl who lived lived on the campgrounds. Her name is Clara, and her like she technically did not attend this camp. She just lived on the campgrounds, and she showed up the first day and like sat in the back. Um, and I came and talked to her, and she literally, like, with her mouth was like, I don't, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm very introverted. I'm just, like, chilling out today. I'm not going to do, like, any of your silly activities. Um, with you weird Americans, she's German. She was very proud of that. Um, and through the week, I just watched this, per like, I just watched her change entirely as a person. Like, I watched day one Clara who only wanted to be in the back turn into day five Clara, who like when some girls came up and were like, do you wanna play ping pong with us? She was like, I don't wanna play ping pong. And I was like, why not? Like, don't, don't you wanna, like, you have friends. Like, you have people who love you here. And she was like, I do wanna play ping pong. And like left and crushed them. She's amazing at sports. Um, but it really, it was just incredible. Like, it was incredible to watch God move and change a person entirely in such a small amount of time. And to think that like, I was worried and I was stressed and I was trying to make all these plans as if I'm in charge of this. And like God brought me across the country to meet, across the world to meet Clara, like to meet one person. Um, and so it was so good to feel so small. That's a good way to end it. You are not gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, it's okay. We, we, we uh, I was gonna say we fought over who was gonna use the picture of Clara because we got uh, very close to her. It's good tears. It's happy tears. Um, and, you know, thank the Lord for the internet. We can still keep in contact with all these wonderful people. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'll try to make this brief. I know we're kind of on Albanian time a little bit where everything is like, we have a set time where we're going to stop, and it's like, yeah, it might be 20, 30, 45 minutes after that, so I'll try to be succinct about this. Um, we, uh, when we arrived in Albania, we had uh, some cultural training with uh, the crew staff, and it was incredible. Um, and uh, the two things that I think stood out most to me whenever they were talking about Albania and kind of what to expect was that they uh, were very relational. Uh, it was, everybody's just one big happy family. A lot of it, like you're going to get very close to everybody, and that um, it's. What they do is different, not wrong, just different. And uh, the, the first picture I have up there is a picture of uh, it's me and Clyde and Leda, who uh, Clyde and Leda are were on the crew staff, and we got very close with them. Uh, and we're walking to uh, Macedonia, and um, just interacting with them. And uh, even though that, like you saying that Cadiz and Shelley are watching this, just oh, I miss them so much. Um, uh, it, we, we all got very close and it's, you know, I can still keep it. I, I messaged Clyde this morning. I said, I'm going to be talking about you today. I miss you, you know? And so, and he's, I mean, he's, he's 24 going on 35 and it's just, I'm just so blessed to know these people and, and sweet Clara and oh my gosh, they're just wonderful. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. The next picture I had up there, <clears throat> excuse me, was, uh, that's Cadiz, and we were, uh, Isaac took this picture, which I'm very thankful you did. Um, we were just going to get instruments, because we were going to lead worship together uh, for uh, our team. 
And uh, they've got olive trees all over the place. And uh, Gadis just kind of mentioned as an offhand um, that, uh, and I, I looked up this morning just the specific reference. It's uh, Psalm 52, 8, talking about how David compares himself to an olive tree in God's house, uh, trusting in God's sovereign love, his steadfast love. And uh, yeah, Albania does it differently. We talk about timing. Timing is different in Albania. In, in America, it's, if you're not on time, you are wronging this person for some reason, but everything is, you know, we get there when we get there, and oh, it's all part of God's timing, which is so good. We, I think as Americans, and I'll just speak for myself, me as a person, I, have a, I just have a tendency to like, if whatever my, when I study God's word and I see it just in, with my American, white American eyes, I know what it means, and this is what it means, and we have so much to learn, we have so much to learn, and we will never stop learning about God's word and who God is. And if you ever hit a point where you say, I figured it out, all of it out, you're wrong. Go to another country. You will realize you are so incorrect. And we have so much to learn. And I'm so grateful, Gadis and Shelly, I'm so grateful for you. And um, yeah, anybody else who's watching, I miss you guys a lot. And, um, but yeah, well, next year. We'll see him next year. Um, thank you guys for listening. Isaac, all you, brother. Uh, good morning, Miriam and Jest. Um, whenever Levi cries, I cry. So <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Um, to Bobby's point about they love talking about politics, uh, which we think is abnormal or whatever. Uh, Miran was the very first... Um, Albanian camper that I spoke with. He was one of the first boys to arrive day one. Um, and so, you know, it's a little awkward. People are still coming up, and um, there's, at that point, there's more Americans in the room than Albanians, so you're, like, trying to stand around and figure out what to do. Uh, Moran uh, comes up to me. We introduce ourselves, and he goes, um, who do you like better, Trump or Biden? <laughs> the very first question that an Albanian asked me. Um, and because we're back in America where we don't talk about that, I'll leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> um, so fun. Um, so we'll start out with my first picture. Um, one thing that um, stood out to me a lot was the hospitality we, we received. Um, Albanian hospitality is the best hospitality I've ever known, 10 times better than Southern hospitality. We are Southern hospitality is nothing compared to... Um, Albanian hospitality. Um, gosh, and their food is the crown jewel of their culture. They are so eager to share their culture with us, and their food is just like the creme de la creme of their culture. Um, and so this is from two nights ago, our last night in Tirana, um, and we were at apparently one of the nicest restaurants in the city. Um, and gosh, how, how meals work there, it's so, it's so fascinating. And incredible. Um, you know, say here in America, we go to Applebee's for dinner or something, uh, and the booth you're sitting at, that booth might have four or five different families in that booth by the end of the night. Uh, in Albania, you got to make your din dinner reservations um, like three weeks in advance, because when you get there, you're not leaving that table until the, until the restaurant closes. Um, like, that is, how, that is how you show your, how you spend your time with your family and how you... Um, really honor people as you dine with them and you eat with them. And so 
Also, it's easy to stay there all night long um, because how it works, it felt like it was like a 10-course meal. And it wasn't just this fancy restaurant. It was all, it was all the meals. Um, they bring out what, what I would call four or five different side dishes or appetizers. But, um, so they bring out like these five dishes, and we all eat it together, and we're talking. And then you wait for like 45 minutes or an hour until they bring out the meat. And then they bring out 15 pounds of roasted uh, pork and lamb and veal. Um, and it's so good. Like, oh, you don't even need sauce. Like, the sauce ruins it. Uh, <laughs> so good. And, then you, and then, uh, then you wait for, like, another hour while you're dining and communing together. And then they bring out the dessert and the baklava and the cheesecake or cheesecake um, and all this different stuff. Um, what's significant about this picture? This was our last night together. Um, and the, the people sitting around the table mean so much to me, the Americans and the Albanians. Um, and we had a long week. We were tired. We were hot. Um, we were, you know, this, the, this afternoon we were walking around Tirana um, doing our three hours worth of um, sightseeing and stuff. And so we were all tired, hot. And then we went to this chocolate factory uh, and we fueled our bodies with drinkable chocolate. It was a terrible decision. It made most of us feel bad. It made us feel worse. Um, <laughs> um, but we show up to this dinner and sitting at this table um, with everyone, it was such... Um, such like a, a refuge, and it was so special to just sit there and eat with them and relax and refuel. Uh, and Mark put it really nicely. He said, um, what we are experiencing right now is a shadow of what heaven is going to be like. Um, and that was the first time where I really was able to like have an idea of what heaven would be like. It's not just like, oh yeah, heaven with God, eternity. I don't understand that concept, whatever. Um, but dining with these Albanians and eating with them, uh, it's chump change uh, to heaven. And the love we have for the people at that table, it's nothing compared to God's love for us. Um, and so... We'll, we'll touch on my next picture, picture real fast. Um, one, of the, uh, one of the main ways, well, one of the more direct ways we shared the gospel uh, during this week was through our discussion groups. And so I was with Bennett and Dania and Kelsey, um, a lady from the Colorado team that we were with, because um, there were five, five people from Colorado that also um, worked with us this week. Um, and it was during these discussion groups, each day we walked through one of the four spiritual laws. And, I, um, and at first I was really confused. I was like, spiritual laws? I don't think I've read anything about that uh, in the Bible. Um, but that's just what, that was just like the kind of lingo. But we, we walked through, God created you and he loves you. And then we walked through, um, and we have sin and that sin separates us from God. Um, but our sin doesn't mean God doesn't love us. God still loves us despite our sin. And then we walk through Jesus is the only way to God. And then we have to, we have to that's an individual choice. Uh, we have to choose to follow uh, Jesus and God. And um, I've, done, I've done mission work in the past. Um, 
and I've, this wasn't my first time to Europe, and so I've probably said something very similar to what I'm about to say um, in the past as well. Um, and it's not just because I'm sleepy. I had 12 hours of sleep last night. Uh, <laughs> um, but I grew up in the church, uh, and I was born with Christian parents, and I have never, uh, I have never known life apart from Christianity. Um, very different to most people in Albania. Um, and so I, I, I can't put my finger on it. I, I, I can't put it eloquently, but like the, the, the gospel just it landed different and it hit different um, for me last week. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I have a lot to say, and I you know just throw it at the wall and see what sticks. But I, I don't I don't know who learned more about the gospel this last week, um, the Albanians or me. Uh, and it's because of that reason I want to, I like encourage everyone in the room over the next five, seven, ten years, whatever. Everyone in the room right now, they need to go uh, to Albania, serve the kingdom, learn something new about God when you go, and share God's love with other people as well at the same time. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Isaac. I know our time is short, so we're going to keep. That's last, our last comment's pretty brief here. Um, one, one of the things that I had the privilege of doing while I was there was to, uh, I'm going to show, show the next picture, um, so it was to lead a group of committed disciples. Um, there were about 15 um, high school age, um, early college age uh, kids who had committed their lives to Christ that Gadis wanted me to spend special time with, teaching them how to be a disciple and make disciples. And so we had four sessions of Intense, more intensive, more in-depth disciple-making uh, curriculum with them, equipping them to go out with the gospel to their friends, to other nations around them. Um, Albania is, has a strategic place uh, for sp- spreading the gospel to that region because they're considered a Muslim country, but they're really not. So they can, their passports can get them into places we can't get as Americans. And so um, I don't know this, but I, don't, I think it would... Um, be very much like God to be raising up some, um, some kids in those groups that will be going to unreached people groups that we can't get to as Americans. And that was, that was special. Um, Emma, do you want to share just a little bit? Um, so, <laughs> Albanians are very hospitable and they are really good at making you feel very welcome. Um, there was this girl named Christiana, who's 16, and I think it was the second day that we were there, but she just walked up to me and said, hello, I'm Christiana, you are now my friend, let's go eat dinner. (laughs) Um, And another thing I learned is that they love to dance, and I think we danced every day we were there. They taught us some um, traditional Albanian dances and stuff. And this next picture is of them teaching us a traditional Albanian dance. So you just go around in a circle, kind of in a line, doing these different, different footwork, and it's hard to learn. But once you get the hang of it, it's pretty easy. Um, and I, I was sitting, I, I think I was the one who took this picture. I was sitting, um, just watching it all happen um, and thinking, this is just a foretaste of what's coming. Um, kind of like the, that last meal that we, we uh, shared together. This is a foretaste of celebrating for eternity with cultures coming together. experiencing what true unity, true fellowship, 
true love is like in the presence of God with no more sin, sorrow, pain, or death. Celebrating for eternity what it means to be truly, fully human, created in the likeness and image of God. Thank you for listening to our stories. Thank you, Emma. Um, I want to invite the worship team to come back up. Um, I encourage you, we ran a little bit late today, so if you have kids, as soon as this worship song is done, run, go rescue our children's ministry workers and apologize to them for me. Um, <laughs> what's that? No, let's, let's just, let's sing. If you want to get up and go get your kids now, you can. But let's close our closing song. Let me pray for us and then we'll sing. Father, thank you for um, this opportunity that our church had to partner with um, Gadis and Shelley in Albania and be a part of their ministry this week. We pray for continued fruit from the conversations that we had around the gospel, about growing in Christ with these Albanian youth. We entrust it to your hands, knowing that you are good, knowing that you uh, weave all things together for your glory. And so thank you again just for the, the privilege you've, had, you've given us to have um, in Albania this past week and to share it this morning. We love you, Lord. Amen.